Hello, welcome to Fauna Paradigm, the podcast about all sorts of different exotic and loved pets. This is an old episode from my previous podcast, which was called Stolen Our Hearts, but I thought it was worth listening to again. Enjoy. Today I have Savannah with me to talk about her pet, Rats. This is the first time I've actually interviewed anyone, so I'm a bit like, ah. <laughs> um, there we are. Okay, so how are you today? I'm good. Just tired. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, good. I've been sorting things out. Um, so, um, tell me a bit about yourself, Savannah. Um, so, I'm 19 and I'm living in WA, a small regional town. I'm a youth support worker for YMCA and I'm doing a degree in psychology. And I've got three pet rats and two dogs. Oh, cool. How yeah. do the dogs react to the rats? Um, so I keep my rats because I'm in a rental at the moment. And when I got them, I was living at my parents' house. So mm-hmm. my rats have their own bedroom at, the, at my <laughs> parents' house. And it's about a three-minute drive because it's a small town. So I come over and see them every day. But um, if my dogs were to meet the rats, they would definitely try to eat them because they're yeah. rat-hunting dogs. So... Yeah, totally. A Russell and a Dash Hound, which are yeah, like yeah, hunting dogs. Definitely so try. Yeah, definitely try to well. eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mum's got dogs here. Um, they can't get in the room, but when they see the rats, they just pretty much bark at them and try to eat them. And she's got a Chihuahua that's actually scared of them. He's the only one that won't go near them because he's too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Chihuahua too. <laughs> yeah, um, I've actually got the rats here with me now. Oh, where are they? Come here. They're just having a nap. Come on. Come here. <laughs> Come here. Okay, so this one, this is Nessie. Aww. She's the oldest of them all. She's three years old. But she's, she doesn't look that bad for an old rat. <laughs> um, for podcast purposes, could you describe the rat? Oh, okay, Please, what so, colour is yeah. she? Um, so she's brown and white. She's got a little, she's got a hooded um, brown head with a little white spot on it. And then mm-hmm. some spots on her back as well. Cute. Um, we have Dini here. Uh, she's two years old. She's pure white with red eyes. Mm-hmm. And we have Ellie, which is... I don't know what she's got in her mouth. She's got <laughs> some bread, I think, or a biscuit or something. Um, so she's all brown with a white belly and little white socks. I don't know if you can see the socks. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's interested, I'll post um, some pictures up on the website when they get that out. It's real cute. <laughs> um, so, can you describe their room to me, please? Like, what's um, so it like for them? Um, so, it's my old bedroom for when I was living here. Um, so, mm-hmm. it's still got my old bed in here because I got a new bed when I moved out. And yep. um, they've got a double coordination cage. So, a really mm-hmm. big cage. I'm not sure how tall, but um, a little bit shorter than me. And I'm about 5'9", so it's a big a big cage mm. um, and yeah it's just uh, it's only got the bed and the cage in the room um, <laughs> and everything else that I have for them in here just all over the room <laughs> um, but yeah it serves, it serves the purpose well uh, when I get them out every day I just have them sitting on the um, bed with me and um, they just crawl around and do what they want like give them some <laughs> treats or anything when they were younger they would try to explore more but now that they're old they mostly just nap and come and chill with me and, and mm. like cuddles more now so 
Well, that's yeah. always good. <laughs> so, um, how old do the rats live for? How long do rats um, live for, rather? So, on average, it's about two to three years. Mm-hmm. So, all of my rats are considered elderly, especially yeah. Nessie, the oldest. I'm sorry if you oh, can is that hear some that rat in squeaking? the background. No, that's that- my dad with a drill right outside the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Nessie is really old. I think one rat year is about the equivalent to 30 human years. So wow. Nessie is over 90 years old. She's a, very much so a little old lady. And the other two are about 60 if we're talking human years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just depends. There's like a lot of factors into it, you know, like how much of a good owner that you are and taking mm-hmm. care of them and their medical needs, but also the breeders that you get them from. Um, a good breeder will breed for like temperament and health issues, so they'll have lines of rats that are less prone to getting health issues and live longer lives and are more mm. friendly. Um, but a lot of breeders out there are pretty dodgy and will breed rats yeah. from poor lines. Like I don't, I didn't. When I got my rats, I was very inexperienced. I had no idea about breeding or anything, so I have no idea what type of breeders I got mine from. If they were good breeders, I know one of them, uh, the one that I got Ellie from. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem to be that much of a good breeder. She had all of her rats in like a tiny little cage, about like 20 rats in one cage, mm. which were all of the babies. And she said to me that she didn't handle them much when they were young. So, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. So when I got Ellie, she was really skittish and she wouldn't want me to touch her or go near her or anything. Mm-hmm. And she's still a bit skittish and um, like wary of people now, but she's, you know, in the two years that I've had her, she's um, bonded a lot with me. So she's more comfortable around me than other people. Mm. what does she do with you um she she's still a bit um iffy on being pat and you know cuddled and touched and everything Mm -hmm. but she's quite happy to just sit with me or sit on me um so she will uh so rats um when they're happy they brux and they boggle so bruxing is like um a chittering type noise from their teeth Mm -hmm. and boggling is where their eyes kind of look like they're vibrating and popping in and out of their head which is it's not as creepy as it sounds when they do it it just, <laughs> just looks funny um yeah so she will get all happy just sitting on me without me actually mm-hmm. patting her um past few months though she's been more open towards me patting her but she's still she's just like she doesn't really know what's happening and she's not sure if she likes it or not she's just a bit wary about it which is complete opposite to Nessie because Nessie absolutely loves it um and she's yeah she's Nessie will um she loves to sit when I put my hand right up my chest like that Mm -hmm. um she will climb up and sit on my hand but like so usually I'll pick her up and put her there but um recently she's been she like bear hugs me and climbs all the way up while I'm sitting down and just puts herself in my hand there and looks at me waiting for pats so she's that's really cute affectionate than the others are Mm. um I think I told you I used to have a rat when I was a kid um we didn't really have much information at the time because you know it was pre-internet um so I didn't know it was called bruxing or boggling or anything um I also didn't know that you're meant to have them in a group aren't you yeah so they need at least one friend or um it's like recommended to have at least three but you can have two Mm -hmm. on their own but having one rat by themselves they will get uh very depressed and isolated um mm. you could have them out with you 24 hours a day and they still will get depressed because they need it's not the same yeah yeah they need another companion of their own species um, yeah like i feel so bad about social. that now <laughs> oh no i've had um i've seen a lot of people that have made the same mistake but um honestly it's it's not your fault if they're not aware of it whereas there's people and this that was are again aware of it 
back yeah. in the 90s, no internet. We literally yeah. just accepted the information we got from the pet shop. And yeah, and pet shops can be shocking with uh, the yeah. information they give out. Yeah, I know, right? Um, mm. A few weeks ago, I went to the pet shop to get um, mite treatment for the rats, and it was mm-hmm. a spray. And um, I looked at the spray, and I noticed on the back oh. it said that um, do not allow pets to lick it off. And mm. it also said that it was for rats as well. And I was like, rats lick. this is never owned a rat if they think <laughs> you can stop it from licking their fur. Yeah, um, or licking each other's fur. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't end up getting it, but they do have very limited information about it. And mm. even the conditions that they keep most rats in is like they keep them in tiny cages or by themselves and they just, they're not, they don't take very good care of them at all. Yep. So, mm. Yeah. 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 Um, do yours ride around on your shoulder? Because mine used to. <laughs> um, so they will sit on my shoulder if I'm up and walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> I don't take them out of the bedroom with me because, um, yeah, my mum's yeah. got... Dangerous, uh, yeah. She's got five five dogs here and a cat. Mm. And the cat would... Um, he's always hunting mice and bugs and birds and everything. So I know that he would think they're a very nice snack because they're a lot bigger than mice if you yeah. saw them. Mm-hmm. So um, I always worry about them falling off and um, or any of the dogs, you know, jumping at them and barking and scaring them. Yeah. Um, but they would happily sit on my shoulders if I were to up and walk around. Um, Deanie, the albino one, she loves going out to the vets. Like, I have a little <laughs> travel cage that I take them in. And she's sitting there and she's bruxing and she's boggling, just happy to be out of the house and mm. not yeah. in the room. Yeah. I do take Exploring them outside sometimes. But I keep mm. them in the travel cage just to give them some fresh air and everything. Mm. I also have a... Um, a lead and a harness for them like a little <laughs> but I haven't used it because I'm too scared that they're going to get out of it because they're really wriggly mm. yeah. and um in the area that I'm in we have um I think they're hawks or eagles or something oh but yeah they would spot the rats from a mile away and I think mm-hmm. I would get in a fist fight with a bird if they tried to take <laughs> them so <laughs> of course it wouldn't would. be a good line <laughs> yeah yeah and they don't really have proper shoulders like a dog does to keep the harness yeah. on so yeah they just squirm out of it yeah every time I put it on them but um yeah so uh, yeah I won't be walking them anytime soon or letting them out (laughs) I have thought about getting like a little um like those oh they called like the little cape things that you have puppies in but they're outside and they're like oh yeah I thought about those but rats are also really good at digging so I'm worried they're just going to dig straight up and climbing yeah that too um (laughs) mine aren't as good as climbing at climbing as they used to be since they're old yeah um so Deanie's got bad balance because she had an ear infection when she was younger and mm. um, I went to the vets, one of the vets here and they were inexperienced and didn't really know what was going on with rats. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I didn't treat it in time and it ended up doing um, permanent da- damage to give her a head tilt. Which, oh um, no. She doesn't notice that she's fine, it doesn't bother her, but her balance yep. is like she tips a lot to us one side and the other two are, well Nessie's too old and Ellie is too fat so... She just struggles to pull her weight up. So, <laughs> um, that bring, the fatness brings me to the next question, I suppose. Um, what are you feeding your rats? So they've uh, always got Origin um, little food pellets in the cage, which mm-hmm. is um, Origin is a really good brand for them because it gives them all of the like nutrients and everything that they need. Mm-hmm. And um, every night they get a mix of fruit and veggies. So they get peas, corn, um, carrot. Uh, broccoli you know like some leafy greens and mostly fruit and vegetables they love blueberries as well um <laughs> they get avocado sometimes as a treat which is probably why two of them are fat because it's full of fat mm. <laughs> um but yeah no they get a whole bunch of fruit and veggies every night um 
I'm going to be putting them on a diet soon. Well, the two two that need a diet because, yeah, they're just getting... They're like... Ellie, if I flatten her out on my hand, she looks like a pancake and she's, like, wider <laughs> than my palm. So she's she's got to be on a diet. And she's, like... The other two will take food from the plate and then run back into their huts and eat it. Mm-hmm. Ellie will just sit on the plate and <laughs> continuously eat. So it's an issue that I need to sort out. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what treats do you feed your rats um so i've got uh peckish treats which is like little uh strawberry yogurt drops they absolutely Mm. love them and they always like um it's kind of like puppy dog eyes but worse because (laughs) i've most of the time i'll give them a treat like one little drop when i put them back in the cage and then they just stare at me and they look at me and they climb towards me especially Mm -hmm. nessie she absolutely loves them and she's obsessed (laughs) with stashing all of her food so she yep. will continuously run back and forth if there's food and just keep stashing it away yeah. over and over again. <clears throat> but then the other rats come and find her stash and eat it before she can. So <laughs> it gets frustrating with her because like, um, she also loves shapes. And if I'm sitting on the bed eating shapes, she will she will literally stash about half a box of shapes. And then when I put them <laughs> back in the cage, I give her like maybe two or three so I don't feel bad. And then the rest of them all go in the bin because she's just left them there, stashed all of this food away, <laughs> and she's not going to be able to eat it. <laughs> does she steal it from you or just oh uh, yeah yeah it's so goes like, straight in the box or yeah no they will try to take food straight out of your mouth like yep. they with mm-hmm. dogs if you have a dog and you're eating it and they're gonna stare at you and give you puppy dog eyes but usually you can you know you can yell at a dog or you can train it so that it doesn't <laughs> take food out of your mouth the rats they there's no training them like you can train them to do tricks and everything but to not take food out of your mouth it's just it's impossible they like yep. they will climb any way they can to get up to your shoulders and then they will try to like pry it open you from getting it to your mouth and then once mm. it's in your mouth they will try to pry it open and get it back out and they just <laughs> I remember that hands. yeah I know my um I had a rat that um I had a fourth rat that passed away last year oh and um she was the worst for stealing food like I was sitting here <laughs> eating chicken treat one night and um <clears throat> she came up to the box and she grabbed the chicken but she slipped like a huge piece of chicken like the size of her off of the bone <laughs> And just left me with the bone and ran away with the whole chicken. <laughs> and another time I had an ice cream. <clears throat> and I actually have a video of me eating the ice cream and her trying to get to my face to get the <laughs> ice cream. And right after I stopped recording, she took the whole ice cream off of the stick and ran away with the whole oh lot before I could gosh. do anything about it. <laughs> she was the worst for stealing food like that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I was going to ask... Um, what are some of the best and worst things about having a pet rat? Um, so the best, I would say, is they're very loving and they're very friendly mm-hmm. and they bond quite deeply with their owners, mm-hmm. like with mice. Because a lot of people think mice and rats are you know, pretty much the same, but they're really, really different. Mm-hmm. And um, rats are way more social than mice are. Like, they will, they will love you, they will... You know, you can get that connection with a mouse as well, but rats are just more sort of fine-tuned to their person that they love. Like, my rats bond mm-hmm. with me. If anyone else holds them, they're like, no, I don't want you. I want, I want my mum. <laughs> so they come back to me. Um, and they're really funny. They're really smart. They're like... Um, they're, I usually describe them as like having little dogs, mm-hmm. like really little dogs, but yep. they're smarter than dogs. And at least in my experience, <laughs> they've got a bit more of a personality than dogs like they have um they have individual things that they Mm -hmm. like and dislike like 
two of my rats like strawberries and the other one hates them. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own favourite foods and they have things that they like to do and everything and, you know, their favourite spot to sleep and everything. Like, they've got full personalities. I know when I got them, I was thinking... Because I already knew that they were only going to live for two to three years. Mm. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, well, it's just going to kind of be like having a goldfish or a bird. No. Which was... It's not. <laughs> it's, it's like having... Um, for me, at least, they're like having little family members. Yeah. But it's... Um, yeah, they're, like, really friendly and they're really nice and loving... And that's pretty much, there isn't really any downsides to having them besides um, with their medical costs mm. can be quite expensive because they're really prone to sickness and uh, tumours and everything. Um, their short lifespan, yeah. I would say, is definitely another downside. Very sad. Um, especially because you get so attached to them. And then, you know, two, three years is really not no, a time it's for not. a pet. And, um, yeah, just feeling, because there's not a lot that you can really do to them like for them in comparison to dogs like a lot of dogs you can you know do surgery on have treatments Mm -hmm. for and everything but with rats the risk of surgery is pretty high and the older they are the higher the risk is for it yeah and um sort of just watching them when they're sick and you know they're getting worse and you're not able to do anything is definitely one of the downsides Mm -hmm. um but yeah other than those ones that's pretty much the only downsides there is to them like they don't smell or anything as long as you keep their cage clean they don't smell because they really clean themselves they absolutely (laughs) hate being dirty so as long as you stay on top of their like cleaning their cage and their bedding and everything then they really don't get they don't smell bad they don't um you know they're not really a problem like with dogs and like i I love all animals and i love my dogs Mm -hmm. a lot but every time my dogs bark i'm like i'm so happy that rats can't bark (laughs) And they don't make any noise <laughs> all the time. And like, this is why I like rats. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same with the ferrets. Like, they're just so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. The only time they're not quiet is when you're like, you know, you're trying to sleep and it's like one in the morning and they decide that's the prime time to rearrange mm-hmm. their cage and go absolutely ballistic at their water bottles that have that little metal mm-hmm. dropping sound every time that they drink. And it's the only time they're not quiet. And, um, but yeah, like, they're really. Um, they're a very convenient sort of pet because you don't have to really the only part you have to clean is their cage you know they stay in their cage and you you know you just get them out when you want to and everything well you're supposed to get them out for at least an hour a day oh that's I not much spend, is it <laughs> yeah well that's like a minute yeah i spend usually two to three hours every day with my girls yeah. um and yeah I, I would have to be half dead to miss coming to see them <laughs> before i would like there's not much that would get in my way like I've been really really sick and feeling absolutely awful I'm like yeah, no, I've got to go see the rats it's not fair if I leave them in there for that long <laughs> but yeah another, I was gonna say another downside is their price um a lot of people think that because the rat themselves are quite yep. cheap like I think my cheapest one was like three dollars mm-hmm. they're insanely cheap to buy a rat nothing else about them is cheap that's the only part for them that's cheap like their food's expensive their cage are expensive my cage was like i think nearly 400 dollars. um all the vet bills are expensive you know buying everything for their cage is also expensive and then um in my case because it gets really cold here in winter um they've got a heater on in their room all the time Mm -hmm. like so it's set to a certain temperature so that's expensive to keep running all winter and then in summer it gets too hot because um where i live it gets to like probably 44 mm-hmm. 45 degrees each summer so i have to have the aircon on too of for them so they don't get too hot so yeah the price is a downside and i think <laughs> a lot of people should definitely consider that before buying them because if they yeah. look at a rat and go oh no that's cheap it's, it's not cheap yeah i made that mistake and it's not cheap <laughs> yes um i've found that lots of people think that um um because they're cheap to buy 
that it's ridiculous to spend money on them. And it's like, mm. well, no, we love them. <laughs> um, I know, like, you can have a baby for free. Why would you not want to spend money on that? <laughs> so ridiculous. You know? like, <laughs> um, yeah, like, that was one reaction that we had when we had our rat, um, that everyone thought we were very silly. Um, we had her, um, she got a tumour, and we had her operated on, and everyone thought it was ridiculous. Like, we spent $600 on a $6 rat, and, you know, it's like, yeah. well, of course we did. Cause yeah, I come across that a lot as well, <laughs> especially like in the past maybe three months. I've probably spent over six, seven hundred dollars yeah. at the vet in the past three months alone. You know, just with every issue they decided to all have at once, <laughs> just you know, to make me bankrupt. But, of course. Um, <laughs> people are like, oh, that's crazy. Like, why do you do it, or why don't you just like euthanize them? I'm like, I would if I could. I would sell my kidney before I would not treat them. Mm. I would sell anything and everything I had so do that I could give them the best life that I could because for me when you take on a pet um you then have a responsibility like a kind of like a duty of care mm. to them and it's not fair to them if you're going to get them and then decide that they're not worth that sort of money yeah the only time that I would decide not to treat them as if like with my girl um the oldest one that's got a tumor um I don't really have any options I could choose to operate but with her age and her uh history of respiratory infections there's a much higher risk for it yeah. if I do decide to operate. So it's sort of palliative so care to, at this point, isn't it? So Yeah, so the vets have said maybe like I think five to six months left mm-hmm. before it starts affecting her mobility if it continues growing at the rate it's at now. If it were to start growing really fast, then I'd probably consider the surgery because then I would be outweighing mm. you know, like the time she's got left and compared to how much the tumour is affecting her. Yeah. <coughs> Um, but it is a really difficult decision to make. Absolutely. Because you just don't really know what to, what would be the right decision. Because I you know if she had the tumour removed and she didn't have any other health issues, mm. she could probably live for maybe another year or so because she's otherwise completely mm-hmm. healthy. But um, there's also the risk of her not living through the surgery mm-hmm. and then I've cut her life short by six months. That's so true. It is a really difficult decision. Yeah, and you have to weigh up if she's in pain or, you know, yeah, her quality yeah, so of life. She's not in any pain. Mm which is good that's good um, yeah definitely like I feel like no matter which decision that you decide to make you're going to regret it either way because you're always going to have the what if lingering in your mind Mm. like what if I did that or what if I didn't do this and um, that would probably be another downside to owning them is having to make those sorts of decisions for them yeah though you have to make that decision with every pet I think so yeah yeah. you know you can be completely petless completely childless and then you don't have to make those decisions. Yeah. That's basically yeah, it. That would, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you find that people have certain reactions to you having rats? Or I know I didn't um, ask you that earlier to prepare, but... <laughs> that's okay. No, um, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, definitely have a lot of reactions to it. Some people will think, oh, that's a bit weird. And then, you know, I show them photos and they're like, oh, you know, that's like, they're actually quite yeah. cute. Other people are like that's disgusting and you're crazy why would you have vermin in your house I'm like well I'd rather them in my house than you anyway so (laughs) um but yeah I do get quite a lot of bad reactions like at work I have a few co-workers that think I'm absolutely insane they think that they're disgusting and dirty Mm. and no matter how much scientific proof you give to them that they're not dirty that they're just loving little pets it won't change their mind they have just got it ingrained in them that rats are disgusting vermin Mm -hmm. which is really frustrating because it doesn't make any sense to me because we already know that it was fleas that caused the plague, yep. not rats. Mm-hmm. It was just the rat fleas on the rats, but they were also on other animals yeah. too. Um, 
but yeah, like it's really frustrating because people look at rabbits and guinea pigs and they're like, oh, that's cute. But then you have rats and mice and they're like, oh, they're disgusting. When they're they're mm. all rodents, yeah. they're all pets. You know, like especially another big misconception is when I tell people I have rats, they're imagining I've got these huge wild brown rats oh, in my yeah. house. I'm like, no, I've got little colorful babies. They're not the same. <laughs> Mm. Like I would love rat, wild rats too. Um, I've seen people I keep one as a pet. I've seen people with pets at, um, at wild. Well, they probably aren't actually wild, but the big ones, the big chonkers, yeah. as pets. Um, yeah, and they seem exactly like a normal rat, just yeah, big. yeah. They're just a lot mm. bigger because, like, my girls are actually quite small for rats. I've seen people with rats like twice the size mm. of mine, um, so they can get really big. I think. I'm not, I don't even know why people have the misconception about it because it would be and then you know they say that they're wild animals and everything and like a lot of people say oh just let them out and everything and oh, you'll be fine it's like that, that'd be similar to chucking a chihuahua out in the middle of a forest and expecting it to survive yeah exactly they're domesticated peps they've got no idea and they're like you know with wild rats they've got they've evolved to have the same fur colour as their terrain to better hide from mm-hmm. birds of prey Whereas my albino rat in the middle of a red desert is going to stick out a lot mm-hmm. to any bird flying overhead or any prey, um, predator animal at all, mm-hmm. really. And she wouldn't stand a chance because she wouldn't even know to be scared of them. The only thing they're scared of is cats, and that's just sort of a natural <laughs> instinct for them. But with birds and dogs, they're not scared. Like, they will actually antagonize the dogs. Mm-hmm. They'll, like, go up to the side of the cage and then like, come at me, you want to go? I'm like, stop <laughs> it. You're not as big as you think you are. <laughs> um... So, um, you chose girl rats. Um, yeah. Did you consider boy rats at all or why? Why did you choose girl rats? Um, so, to be completely honest, I can't really remember if I considered male rats. Mm-hmm. I think I just wanted girls because I think I might have read something about male rats smelling worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read that um, this is probably a bit too much information but male, male rats can get the um like a build-up of um like gunk i suppose mm-hmm. you call it they're called penis plugs when okay. they get older and you have to actually squeeze those out and clean them for them oh. so i was like mm, i'm not doing that no thanks <laughs> um yeah male rats also tend to get more aggressive if they're not desexed as well um not all the time yeah. but it is more likely to happen with male rats which there's also benefits to getting female rats um desexed as well like they're less likely to get mammary tumors and mm-hmm. other things like that um i didn't have any of mine desexed because i've got um the vets I've, there's two vet clinics in town here and neither of them are experienced with rats mm-hmm. um because rats are actually illegal in my town. Really? Which, um, I didn't know about this before I got them. So I found out recently oh. that I could get fined uh, $2,000 per rat. Oh, so my gosh. Okay. If someone snitches, I'm not going to be happy. Um, um, we didn't name your town, yeah. did you? I can't remember. No, we no, haven't. Okay, good. It was good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so they're pretty much illegal to have as pets here because there is no wild rats in this region yeah. and they don't want to introduce of course what they're like pests where there is none at the moment mm-hmm. which makes sense it's, it's a bit crazy to me because you can have mice they, they sell mice at the pet shop really? and there's like yeah pet mice that's weird and we are overrun with wild mice here like there's so many all the time you're like any house you can find you'll find most of the time you'll find mice there oh logic <laughs> and yeah which i mean it doesn't make sense to ban uh domesticated rats anyway because they'll just die my rats yeah. got out of their cage yeah, they're not going to live mm-hmm. long enough to actually reproduce or start a rat issue because they've got no idea how to live in the wild. Mm. 
Yeah. They'd probably just go up to someone's door and be like, hey, humans, where's yeah. the yogurt? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They wouldn't even know how to feed themselves or what to eat in the wild. Mm. They'd be like, where's my blueberries? <laughs> and they'd have no idea. <laughs> Speaking of the rats, my mum's just come in because I had more of their treats delivered oh, today. Oh, nice. So they're going to be harassing me as soon as they realise what I've got in the package. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you seem very confident about rats. Is there anything you don't feel confident about? Um, no? Uh, well, it's sort of... It, sometimes I don't feel confident in... Um, most of the medical decisions mm. and that's because I don't know a lot about rats so I will rely on mostly um, the internet and a few Facebook groups yeah. that are really good um, there's a Facebook group called Real Rat Lovers Want to Know and they have vets and everything in it which they're really helpful um, but the main reason I'm not conf- like confident in treating them for anything or doing anything for them is because my vets also don't know mm. like most of the medications that I get from the vets and everything that I have done for them I've gone to the vet and said you know I want to do this and they're like okay here you go. Yeah. And they just give me the medication. I'm like, thanks, I'm doing your job. <laughs> so you should be paying me. <laughs> not, not me paying you for this. <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird. But yeah. Yeah, so that's probably much the only thing I'm not confident about. Um, one dilemma that I've got now is since they can't be alone, I don't want to get more rats because of the... Um, well, I just... I get attached mm-hmm. so easily. And I get attached really deeply as well. So I don't handle it well at all when they pass. Like, mm-hmm. my girl last year, I was a complete mess yep. for months afterwards. So I don't want to get any more. And because I don't have an exotic vet here. Mm-hmm. So if I were to get more, I'd want to move to, say, like, Perth or another city where there's um, special specialist vets. But I don't really know what to do when I've got one left. Because I don't want to get more. Mm. But I don't want to have the one that I've got left to be lonely or anything. Um, I think at the moment I'm considering, I think there's a few rescues in Perth mm-hmm. where you can foster elderly rats and companion rats and everything for where you've got one left. So I'm thinking about doing that, but then I'm worried I'm going to get attached to the foster rat and end up adopting that. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just not, it's a never ending cycle with them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> but I like that idea with the foster rat plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You just have to be tough and not fall in love with the rat yeah well yeah it's also hard um introducing rats to each other because they don't like other rats Mm. like i know with mice um well not sure about domesticated mice but i know with wild mice because um if we have wild mice in the house we'll get humane trap and release Mm -hmm. traps and you can just chuck them all in a bucket and then take them out bush and release them Mm -hmm. which i'm pretty sure that's illegal too but you know what they will (laughs) um (laughs) um but yeah, so they they don't care if it's a mouse. They're like, cool, it's it's just another mouse. But with rats, they they are not happy about other rats being around. Um, so I originally got Nessie and Schnuff, which was the one that passed away. Mm. And then a year ago, no, yeah, a year after I got them, I got Deanie and Ellie. And so when they were babies and you put them together, they're fine. But introducing Deanie and Ellie to Nessie and Schnuff was not fun. My um my sister thought it would be okay to just shoved Deanie into their cage yeah. with Nessie and um, Schnuff, which didn't end well because Deanie's still got a chunk out of her ear mm. from where Nessie was got quite t- territorial mm-hmm. about her cage. So it took about uh, probably three or four weeks of having them out together in the bathtub and <laughs> I had a puppy play te- pen because if they were in the room, Nessie and Schnuff would get territorial mm-hmm. and have their scent everywhere. 
and then I'd have their cage, I'd have them, the baby rats in a separate cage next to the cage so they could sort of uh, see each other and get used to each other without actually being able to hurt each mm-hmm. other. And, um, yeah, I remember I had, because I'd already moved out, I'd had so much anxiety the first few nights that I had properly integrated them into the new cage. Mm-hmm. I was so worried. I was, like, messaging my mum and my <laughs> sister. I was like, can you check on them? Can you check on them? Like, every 30 minutes, I'd be like, can you go make sure they're not, like, hurt? Nothing's going on? Um but yeah it's like a real pain because you also have to deep clean their entire cage mm-hmm. and make sure that their scent isn't on anything so the whole room the whole cage everything just in order so that they don't want to kill each other yeah which is um the tables have turned now because <coughs> ellie and Dini got a lot bigger than nessie did nessie stayed quite small and because nessie's old um Dini and ellie have become more dominant mm-hmm. over her so she's she got constantly gets pushed down and like she'll get um because they kind of have like a pecking mm. order hierarchy type thing within their group and Nessie's now at the bottom which yeah it's it's um in a way probably karma for Nessie this is what she gets for taking a chunk out of Dean's ear I suppose it's her fault <laughs> but, um, but yeah they're really good pets yeah I really liked her <laughs> and Matilda <laughs> she was lovely yeah um So, do you have any rat media recommendations or... Uh, um, it's okay for that. I, uh, truth be told, I actually haven't watched many movies at all with a good representation of rats. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, rats in most movies are just treated as, like, they're in the horror films mm-hmm. and, like, the scenes where there's rats scuttling around mm-hmm. and they're dirty or they're in, like, plague movies and stuff. What about Ratatouille? Um, Come on, that's perfectly accurate. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> um... <laughs> Ratatouille is a good movie. I think, um, actually, like, with Ratatouille and other movies like that, like Stuart Little and everything, I think it really changes the opinions of children because, um, mm. so I work with kids at YMCA and any time I would tell the kids about my rats, they love them, they think that they're adorable, mm-hmm. they want to see photos of them, they want to meet them and I, I pretty much just have an army of children on my side <laughs> at this point because, like, my co-workers would be like, oh, rats are disgusting and I have, like, all these kids behind me backing me up, like, no, they're cute, you're disgusting. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't mess with me and my kids. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that it is good that a lot of kids that I meet have a better opinion towards rats mm. because I find with mostly mostly older people that are sort of um, stuck in their ways, like my grandparents and like the boomers generation and everything, <laughs> they think that rats are absolutely disgusting and they think that I'm insane for it. And they're like, like my partner's parents, they think I'm full-blown insane. <laughs> like, they won't meet them. They won't even... My mother-in-law won't even look at them. She's, she's like, she feels sick to just see wow. them. Um, but I think, as well, a lot of the people that I've met, like, if I've had friends that didn't like rats, they change their mind very quickly once meeting them. Mm-hmm. Like, I had one guy come in um, that I'm friends with, and he went up to their cage, and this was the first time I was meeting them. And he was like, oh, they're disgusting little vermin, and he put his finger in their cage, and one of them just put their little hand on oh. his and then he was like, oh, my God, they're so cute. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> thought you were gonna, very quickly. I thought you were going to tell me a revenge-biting story there. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually get asked that a lot. A lot of people ask if they bite at all, and they've never bitten anyone. Um, the only one that's ever bitten me is Ellie, she, which is more of a, um, like a warning sort mm-hmm. of bite. Like, not a warning more of a curious thing if I put my hand into her hut and she doesn't know it's me she mm. just sort of nips me a little bit I think she's just trying to figure out you know what this is coming into her hut and why it's here mm-hmm. um but no they've never aggressively bitten anyone and that's even when I've accidentally like squished them or um I know one time I was asleep with Nessie um I fell asleep and she fell asleep in my hand 
And you know how when you're asleep sometimes you have like a and you have a dream and your body starts twitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well my hand twitched and squeezed her. <laughs> so she woke up with a squeak and I felt so bad. But even still she didn't bite me mm-hmm. or get aggressive. So um if a rat's um a lot of people like with Ellie when she sort of nips me, like if a rat's trying to bite you aggressively you're gonna Yeah, totally because they have <laughs> really long teeth and they usually I think a lot of people have to get stitches or mm-hmm. like glue to put it back open because their teeth have um they're really long and they're really sharp Mm -hmm. i know that um the amount of precision that they have in their jaw power is absolutely insane like they can um so they can tell uh apart uh skin that still has nerve endings in it and skin that's dead wow so if they if you have like dead skin um they will pick it off and you can't feel it but they won't ever touch the skin that's you can still feel it so um they're really really smart like that and they've got so much precision and i know that um water rats in like uh what are they called? they're native rats to australia mm-hmm. they're the, the really big water rats that are like in the river rats i don't know something like yep. that they swim <laughs> um and so we have the cane toad issue mm-hmm. especially in northern territory and i think queensland i think it yeah. is. yeah um and they have you know these cane toads are a total pest because they haven't they kill everything that eats them mm-hmm. And um, water rats have actually been smart enough to... So, well, originally they started finding these cane toads that had been split down the middle <laughs> with, like, surgical incision. And their organs and insides had been taken out, but their liver, the part that um, excretes the poison to other animals, was just left behind. Oh. And so they started observing and putting up cameras and everything, and they found that these water rats were finding these cane toads and cutting open their bellies with their teeth and removing every organ besides the one that has poison in it so that they could eat it without getting sick from it mm-hmm. and so far i think they're one of the only animals that have been found to be able to eat them without dying from it and they've even been targeting bigger cane toads they don't bother with little ones mm. they just if they're gonna i suppose if they're gonna put in that much effort they're gonna want a big a big frog or toad mm. to <laughs> have for their meal but yeah so they're really smart and they've got a lot of um precision in their jaws and their teeth as well yeah now that's crazy with that river rat story <laughs> um yeah, yeah, they're really smart. Um, it's like almost... I think a lot of people... Uh, I was going to say, it's almost like they've done a scientific experiment there. Like, you know, yeah, oh, if you um, eat this, you're going to die. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, they've definitely learned something. Rats are used something. in a lot more... Yeah, rats are used in a lot more ways than people realise. And yeah. there's a lot more different types. I think there's like 53 different breeds of rats. And I know one of them are used in um, like armies and militaries because they um, they can smell because they've got such a good mm. um, sense of smell. They can sniff out um, what they called like landmines. Yep. And then sort of I don't know how, but they communicate with the people to let them know where they are. I'm not sure they would have some sort of training mm. set up for it. And it's because they're um, they're not heavy enough to set off the landmines, so they're used a lot in like uh, war zones and places like that so that they can let the people know where they are. And these rats are really big. They're, they're like the size of a chihuahua. They're, they're huge rats. <laughs> I, um, um, <laughs> I saw the pictures of that. They were huge. and Yeah, they're really big. Yeah. Um, and they're, really, they're very smart and there's a lot of empathy. I know that um, I saw an experiment. I, I read about it not long ago, but I'm not sure how long ago the experiment happened. But um, it was basically just seeing if rats were capable of empathy and they had... So they had a little cage yeah. with a little rat in it, like a really small, uncomfortable cage mm-hmm. with a rat in it, and then a rat outside of that in a bigger cage. And uh, the rat had to solve a puzzle to set its little friend free. And in every experiment, the rats would solve the puzzle to set its friend f- set its friend free, even if they couldn't see its friend afterwards, because the one that was in 
the really small tight space mm. it was making like uh, distress signals and um, noises of like being in distress mm. which um so yeah even when they couldn't see the rat and they couldn't um reunite with it afterwards mm-hmm. they would still set it free and then they found that even if, if you gave the rat that was doing the puzzle a small pile of chocolate chips it would save chocolate chips for the rat once it got out too <laughs> so it would save food for them so i found that rats definitely do have empathy and they are really social animals which is um sorry i'm rambling on no here. it's I great another one <laughs> um there was the rat park experiment that was done i think it was i think at least 20 years ago it was a while mm-hmm. ago um so they basically were testing um seeing the effects of like addiction and everything because you know rats are experimented on mm-hmm. pretty much everything yep. So they had a rat in a cage and they'd have a bottle of water and a bottle of water mixed with, I think it was morphine. Um, And in nearly every case, the rat would always choose the morphine and water to the point where they would overdose on it. And um, so I think another scientist came along. It's so sad. I know. I hate hate reading about these experiments, especially with my degree because I love animals Mm. so much. (laughs) um, A scientist came along and realised that... um, you know, these rats are completely isolated and we already know that they're social animals and they're alone in a cage with no They're self-medicating. Yeah, so they made Rat Park, which was a huge cage with so many things to do and they had friends in there and everything and the rats weren't alone and then they were offered the choice again of normal water or the morphine-infused water and I'm pretty sure nearly every rat chose the normal water. Wow. And even the rats that did choose the morphine, they never never overdosed on it in the same Mm. way. So... um, the, the results of that study showed that um, addiction is um, sort of more likely to happen with in isolation and when you are disconnected from your community and don't have any stimulation, mm-hmm. which is... Um, it was actually... The Rat Park um, experiment was used for Portugal when they uh, decriminalised all drugs and made it so that if you were found uh, doing drugs and everything, that you would, be, you would have to go to a... Um, I think like a doctor, a lawyer, and like a therapist mm-hmm. or something like that. And they basically made it so that it's um, they're not legal to do the drugs, but you don't get um, like punished for mm-hmm. it. You don't get any criminal charges. It's also seen as like a illness that you yeah. need help with rather than um, like a criminal offence. And I think Portugal was in the nineties before they decriminalised all the drugs. They were like the leading country for um, no, they were the leading country in Europe for heroin. They had insane heroin rates and addicts and everything. Mm. It was huge there. And then after they decriminalised it and introduced everything like that based on the Rat Park experiment, they found that um, their drug rates went down so much. Like, they became one of the... They're one of the best countries in the world now mm-hmm. for uh, how low their drug and crime rates are mm. because they've decriminalised it using the Rat Park experiment findings, which is... I suppose That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the ro- results that we get from these experiments are good. I just don't like the way that we do these experiments. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. People don't know that ferrets are also... Um, experimented on a lot so at the moment um mm. with the covid vaccines it's like hmm what are they testing them on yeah. ferrets so <laughs> um yeah i was about to say that i don't think i think humans are the only things that we don't experiment on but now i remembered that we have experimented on humans as well we do a lot a, do- a lot but <laughs> so, animals first then the human torture happens but yeah so um yeah i would i would personally i would rather not experiment on animals in any way shape or form mm. um you know, I just think that there's there's better ways that we can test things and experiment things without using animals. Nowadays, yeah. Information, a lot of the time the information we get from these experiments on animals isn't necessarily helpful to humans at all, especially when it comes to testing, um, like, the effects of drugs and new treatments and everything, because mm. 
I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but humans aren't rats <laughs> and humans aren't ferrets. Yep. So there's no guarantee we're going to respond the same Absolutely. way that they do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one good thing that's coming out of the um, cloning tissues and organs now. So it's like, yeah, yeah actual relevant really exper well. experimentation. So mm. I bet you will see um, probably about 10, 20 years' time, we'll see like clone rights activists and everything, you know? Well, if. <laughs> <It'll> be protests. <laughs> yeah, well, at the moment, I think they're just disembodied um, yeah. organs. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> I have seen that we actually have gone quite, speaking of experiments, we've gone quite away with actual cloning as well mm. like i think they're up to like 99 percent identical dna and well they can definitely like clone clones, animals so yeah i know i think there was um i'm not sure if it was a dog or a sheep or something mm -hmm. um but it had been cloned like hundreds of times wow and it had hundreds of clones out there of it mm. which is really scary when you think about it because you know if you ever do something dodgy and the government doesn't want you around anymore <laughs> they're just going to replace you with a clone <laughs> and no one will know <laughs> it depends if it's got your memories or not or else it'll yeah, yeah. I think we're going more into the, the sci-fi type <laughs> genre now. <laughs> well, that's right. I love sci-fi. <laughs> sci-fi rats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that actually, with the um, media that you mentioned, uh, the new Suicide Squad movie, I know I haven't watched mm -hmm. it yet, but the, I think her name's the Ratter, maybe? Okay. Uh, she's got a pet rat in there, and oh. um, it's really good. The rat's really friendly, and it shows puts rat in a positive light as well. That's good. I need to watch it. Yeah. But, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, so I have heard good things about it, though, from the rat community, yes. rat owner community on Facebook. <laughs> Better than other media with rats in it, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got any questions for me? I think I'm at the end of my questions now. That's all right. Um, so, since I know that it's been a while since you've owned a rat, mm -hmm. but what would you say the main differences are in comparison to owning ferrets? I know that with ferrets... I've heard that you've had to clean their cage daily or change it daily, which um, I I do want ferrets in the future, but I'm like, that's, that's a lot of work. Like I, keep, I clean my rat's cage, like, weekly. <laughs> so going daily would be a lot. <laughs> um, I've had four ferrets before, and that was a lot of cleaning. Um, yeah. Because they're meant to be toilet trained, right? Meant to be. Yeah. Um, they've got litter trays, but... They make a lot of mistakes. They're, they're not yeah. so um, so good at that. So, yes, you do have to clean their cage quite a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's one big difference. Our rat was very clean and tidy, I suppose, and ferrets. They, um, they clean. I would call them clean, but um, they... I, I think it's probably because of um, them being carnivores. Their poops are yeah. much more intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a, Do you ever have to wash them? Like give them a bath like you do with a dog? Oh, only or if... Or do they take care of that themselves? Um, I only wash them if they need it. Like if they um, yeah. have gotten into something filthy. Um, and then I yeah. just spot wash them. So I hold yeah. them and then I'll just like grab a face washer and like rub the bit that's dirty with yeah. just plain water um some people they wash their ferrets with like oatmeal baths um so that they can it helps with itchy skin or something um yeah our guys like getting in the shower so yeah um but yeah if you wash them they most of them don't like it <laughs> some love it yeah um yeah and also it makes them smell worse i remember washing the rats oh, and that made them 
we had to wash Matilda once and it made her smell disgusting. Um, and ferrets yeah. is the same. Like, it makes them overproduce oils. So, um, yeah, you don't really I've have to wash them. I've to wash mine once. <laughs> and um, that didn't end well no. for me. Scratched. They were not happy about yeah. it. <laughs> um, I think I actually only washed one of them. And then I was like, no, not doing that again. Well, it's unnecessary um, most of the time. So. Yeah. I had, like, I wasn't... I didn't have soap or anything on them. Mm-hmm. I had filled the sink up and I had read that some rats really like water. So I was like, well, let's, let's mm-hmm. see if my rats like water. And they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they do not <laughs> like water at all. <laughs> I had, like, scratches all over my hands yeah. and arms because they just used me like a um, like a climbing tree mm-hmm. and just to get anything at all to get out of the water. They were not happy at all in it. Yep. So I haven't washed them since. <laughs> if I, like, if I need to get something off of their fur, then I'll just, like, get, like, a baby mm-hmm. wipe or... No, just a wet cloth. Like, Deanie the other day, she had a chocolate chip and it melted into her fur and I had to get it off. <laughs> I thought she had hurt herself or something because I was like, what is on your back? And then I smelt it. I was like, no, oh, that's chocolate. That's a good sign. And it's not something else. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do get that it can be quite a pain to try and wash them. Especially, yeah. you know, they do it themselves. It's not really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, the other... Well, there are lots of big differences with the ferrets, I guess. Um, they do live a lot longer, so their average is six years to eight years. Um, I've had two live until they were ten, and one until she was four. That was um, a kidney issue. And yeah, one passed away in an accident, unfortunately, and others were six-ish, so he hit the average. Um yeah, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> um, that um, was the sad. That bit. was one of the main. Yeah, that was one of the main reasons that I considered having rats in the future when I don't have my. Oh, not rats. Sorry, yep. ferrets in the future when I don't have my rats, was because of the difference in the age span. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you say that uh, your rats uh, don't bite you. Unfortunately, ferrets, they are a bit more bitey than a rat. Um, apparently. Um, yeah. They. Well, mine don't bite out of any sort of um, aggression. They think it's funny. Yeah. It's just how they treat each yeah. other. Um, their, th- their skin's really thick and they're sort of like miniature puppies, like you said, the rats are. Yeah. So they will bite each other on the neck and roll each other around. And that's just normal. So they don't realise that our skin is a lot thinner. And so yeah. uh, Winnie will come up and bite me on the feet and then he'll dance off thinking it's hilarious so um yeah and they can be yeah yeah, they sound from videos i've watched they seem very funny Mm. um no they are twitches rats can be funny too with some some of the things they do um and how they act sometimes like i think actually the funny my favorite thing to watch them do is when they have food that's too big for them to walk with (laughs) they do like a little pounce like a little um what's the word i'm thinking of kind of like little bunny hops Mm -hmm. with it and so they run away so it stays up their legs up yeah, their legs aren't long enough to walk. It's like, sort of think of a T-Rex with its little arms trying to do things. Um, that's my favourite thing to watch them do. It's so funny watching them. Mm. Yeah, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess ferrets, they're pretty naughty as well. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what examples? Um, they have destroyed our upstairs carpet. So, oh wow! Because they want to get into places that they're not allowed into because yeah. they're so curious, and so um, yeah, they'll just scratch at the door, and you'll yeah. take them away and tell them no, and then they'll go straight back to it. So, 
Yeah. I think um, <laughs> the only similar issue I've had like that is with Deanie. Um, so she's actually called Deanie after Houdini. Aww. And uh, it's, it's a really fitting name for her. So um, with their travel cage, because my sister got them in Perth and then drove them up here. We had to duct tape the sides of it mm-hmm. because at this point she was small enough to fit out. Yeah. And she just kept getting out constantly over and over again. <laughs> and she got here and I had a, I didn't have the same cage I've got now, but I had one that was just as big, um, but it was a bit more flimsy. Mm-hmm. And for about, I don't know, at least two months, she would get out of the cage every single night and I would have to try and get her back out from under the bed and she wouldn't move. So every single morning I would get up and I'd come into the bedroom and I'd try and like coerce her out from under the bed. And it was just, it was so horrible. I was getting so angry with her. I was like, oh, it's just so frustrating. Because she'd just stand there and stare at me, like, only about maybe um, probably 15 centimetres away from my hand when I'm laying on the floor with my entire arm stretched under the bed. And she'd just look at me and think it's funny. Um, I eventually found out she was squeezing, she was moving the bars at the top of the cage. And this was after mm. I had, like, zip-tied all the corners and everything in the cage so that she couldn't get out. I ended up having to put a huge photo frame on top of the cage mm-hmm. so she couldn't get out of it. And then when I used to have her out, she would slide down between the... Because it's an ensemble bed. Mm-hmm. She would slide down between the in the corner, in between the wall and the bed, mm-hmm. so she could get under the bed again. And I think one time she did it, and I couldn't find her anywhere. And I look in the drawers, because there's a chest of drawers mm-hmm. in here too, and she's just... I could hear her, so I opened the drawers, and she's sitting in the top drawer. I'm like, how did you even get in here? <laughs> how did you even get up here? Um... So, yeah, she was a total little shithead all the time <laughs> when she was younger. Um, she's calmed down a lot now, which is great, because I don't I don't want to be chasing her and constantly looking for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have to get rid of that cage, though, because it had a plastic tray bottom, and she chewed it, yeah. through the plastic. The and It was pretty thick plastic, too, so I got a metal cage, and I was like, yeah, try to chew on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which she hasn't got out of yet, so that's good. <laughs> have your rats chewed up your sheets? Because that used to happen to our sheets. Oh. Yes, they they chew anything in this yep. room. These these sheets are absolutely ruined. Mm-hmm. They're they're stained real badly because um no one sleeps in this room anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just solely for them. So the, the sheet it's um I don't actually bother putting a sheet on the bed. It's just a mattress protector, <laughs> and I wash wash that and have a blanket on top. Um and yeah, they chew through the sheets. They chew my clothes while I'm wearing yep. them. Like they chew my socks. They chew through anything at all I've got on here, like chargers, phones, like mm-hmm. absolutely anything. They will chew it if they can, and um. They've chewed, they've chewed my shoes before. Um, I had when we did have someone living here. We had um, one of my friends that used to live here when I was living here too. He was in this room, and he had his desk set up next to the cage, and he had a keyboard, Uh-oh. like a two hundred dollar gaming keyboard, and it's it gone. had the <laughs> like yeah, the cord had that. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it has like the strong fabric wrapped around yeah. it, like the um, so that it's like more durable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they chewed through it while he was gaming. And chewed straight through yep. it. They also chewed a hole in his shirt while he was gaming, which I don't know, <laughs> like right at his elbow. I don't know how we didn't notice that because they did it from his arm was just close enough to the cage. I don't know how you don't notice rats chewing, pulling <laughs> on your shirt while you're doing things. But um, yeah, he would get angry and try and blame me. And I was like, well, how do you not notice that all like your stuff is being pulled into their cage? <laughs> like, because they're not out of the cage, they're pulling it in there. <laughs> so yeah, they will chew anything and everything I can that they can. Yep. Um, so they haven't chewed anything too badly, which is good. Mm-hmm. But it is really annoying, especially with their hammocks. They mm-hmm. like to chew the corners of their hammocks so that they don't sit up anymore. And then I have to go buy them more. <laughs> Sorry, Dean is currently... What are you doing? She's trying to climb climb up onto me now. So You're cute. just curious, aren't you? Yes, you're just curious. I don't think she even knows what she's doing. <laughs> she's just 
squirming around. She's real squirmy. She doesn't sit still. The vets don't like her. Oh. Like, they think she's cute, but trying to give her any medication or do anything yep. with her, even just hold her still for a stethoscope, she's like, no, nah, <laughs> not doing it. She refuses. <laughs> and giving her medication is just so difficult because it's hard enough trying to hold a rat in a headlock to get a <laughs> syringe in their mouth. But with one that's constantly twisting and squirming, yep. it's just, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. But um, they are sweet. Where are you going? Well, one of our ferrets... Um we have to give her medication sometimes and or uh, for any reason I suppose but you sort of scruff them like you hold them by the mm. skin of their neck and um, to give them the medication um, and she just does this helicopter move like her whole lower body will gyrate until yeah. you can let until you can't hold her anymore so it's just so like, oh yeah, thanks thanks Marie <laughs> they make it so difficult I know with these ones, even when I do end up um, actually getting it in their mouth from holding them in a headlock, they wait until I put them down and then they lick anything and everything around them to get it out of their mouth. So that they're like, because I can't spit it oh. out. But they lick it off out of their mouth. And they it's so it, frustrating. So. Yeah, so I usually, I have to sit there, hold them, and I will get their little, their little chin and just like up and down with their chin to yep. try and get them to swallow it. <laughs> Even if I want to give them food, they won't take the food until it's out of their mouth. Yep. Um, I've tried mixing it with food, and if they can, they know that it's in the food, like in just like, you know, sauce or jam or like yogurt or something, they know it's in there and they don't want it. Yep. Um, Not so. And I think the worst was I had this paste that I had to give them, which was only a drop of paste, and they would just, since it was thicker, they could just get the, all of it out of their mouth without like actually swallowing mm-hmm. it. But I, um, I outsmarted them and realized that they hate being dirty more so than they hate... <laughs> having the paste in their mouth so I would smear it on their arms and they would just look at me like how could you betray me like this so I would put it on their <laughs> arms and they would sit there and clean it off which is the only way I could get them to actually digest it because they were just not having it in their mouth it wouldn't they wouldn't deal with it um they're they're so painful like that when they want to be when they want to be difficult <laughs> yeah um so with ferrets, yep. what would you say would be the either the hardest part or the like downside <laughs> towards having ferrets in comparison to having you know a pet rat? Um, unfortunately, I think it's basically the same issue: the length of life yeah. and the medical concerns. Um, yeah, very similar issues um, with cancers and adrenal disease and insulinoma, and very expensive. Um, yeah <laughs> and pets never live long enough i mean yeah you know no, they definitely don't no i think maybe my next pet might be a tortoise <laughs> yes. and then i'll be happy <laughs> or a, a parrot or something means. yeah yeah <laughs> this is where the cloning um, should come in for pets <laughs> yeah <laughs> um would you say that finding a vet that's well experienced in ferrets has been hard for you like i know that you're in south mm-hmm. australia um, are you in Adelaide? Yeah, we're in or? Adelaide, yeah. Okay, so that would make it a bit easier then? A I bit guess? easier. There's in um, a bigger city? There's two vets I would recommend in Adelaide. Um, Dr. Stevens yeah. in Elizabeth and um, the Richmond Road Exotic Pets Vet. Uh, what's yeah. it called? <laughs> um, so Richmond Road, anyway. Um, yeah. I really like those two. Um yeah, others, they often will treat a ferret, 
but you cannot be guaranteed that they know what they're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had a few friends who've had ferrets pass away because they've taken them to just the nearest vet that happened to be available to them at the time, which isn't their fault. Um, they were desperate. And yeah. the vet's like, oh, no, they're fine. And then they pass away from a blockage or something because the vet was not willing to operate. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, That's what actually happened with my girl that passed away. Oh. So I was going to out of the two vets here one of them is better than the other but neither of them are like um exotic vets yeah specialists or anything um but i was going to the other one here and she had a respiratory infection which were really common in which are Mm -hmm. really common that's like the issue i've dealt with the most in rats especially mine they just i think since dust sets them off Mm -hmm. and me living in a desert doesn't really help much for their (laughs) respiratory system um but yeah so i took her there and she was uh, getting getting worse and they were said that they'd have to get the medication compounded in mm-hmm. and it took about I think a week or two to get here mm-hmm. and it arrived the day that she died but oh. before they got it in they said that um, they said you know like oh she'll be fine you know there's, there's nothing to worry about you know the medication will get here um, I took her in the day that she because uh, I had her put to sleep mm-hmm. I took her in and she she just was really bad she was really lethargic mm-hmm. and she was just real slow and she was really struggling to breathe um, they put her in an oxygen box for about three mm-hmm. hours, which didn't do anything. Uh, what they should have done was given her <coughs> a dose of steroids and um, the antibiotics as well, mm-hmm. which they didn't because um, if she had had the steroids, it's a lot more likely that she would have been able to fully recover mm-hmm. from it. But by the time I went back to the vet to, after the three hours in the oxygen box, um, they pretty much said that, like, you know, um, they suggested that all they could do was uh, euthanize her because Too far she gone. was going to... Yeah. Yeah, she's going to die anyway. But um, what where they went wrong is, so the other vet in town is about a three-minute drive from there. Mm-hmm. And um, these two clinics do speak to each other often. And I found out once I started taking my other rats to the other vet um, that they had the medication that she needed on hand the entire time. Oh. So if they had just called the other vet, or if I had called the other vet, which I didn't even think about mm-hmm. because I just assumed that if one vet doesn't have it, the other won't. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so they... That vet always has it on hand um, all the time, whenever I need it. Like, I don't even have to book an appointment anymore. I just call up. I'm like, yeah, Nessie needs mm. this. And they're like, oh, good to hear from you. I'm like, yep. <laughs> there you go. Because we're very regular there. Um, but the other one, yeah, they would just say that, you know, they have to get it compounded in and that's all they could do. But they also would have had medications for dogs and cats that they could have um, diluted mm. or, um, you know, made got a smaller dosage of it that would have helped as well. But they, yeah, they said, oh, no there's nothing we can do yeah which was uh really frustrating because she wasn't very old she was only she was nearly two years old she was i think she was about a year and six months or so um and which is still relatively young mm-hmm. for a rat um you know they're no, by no means babies but they are mm. still you know healthy and middle-aged yeah at that age yeah yeah. Oh, I've just found the name of this vet that I was talking about it's um Adelaide Bird and Exotics Vet Centre and I've found them very good. So just in case anyone in Adelaide needs a exotic vet. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's good of you to mention. Um, I know in Perth that the Murdoch exotic vet, I'm pretty sure it's called, or Murdoch pet vet, no, the unusual pet vets, I think mm-hmm. actually what they're called. Um, they're really good. I've heard good things about them. I've called them before to speak to the vets and they are really good, but that's about a seven hour drive away mm. from me. So that's bit tricky. a viable option for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if there is you know most of WA is in Perth so 
If there's anyone in Perth that needs it, it's there. Oh gosh, country problems. Yeah. Mm. I think actually the closest small animal vet is about four hours away, but I'm not sure if they deal with rats or not. Mm. But um, it's still um with the age that my girls are at, I wouldn't want to stress them out even more by having them in a tiny cage for four hours mm-hmm. each way to get them there and back. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Um, would you have any tips on owning ferrets at all? <laughs> or like things that you should know before <laughs> buying a ferret? Um, if you're renting, don't rent a place with carpet. <laughs> with your ferrets um, or put down plastic protectors as soon as possible in doorways and corners because they will poop in corners and you'll have to clean it off um, and you'll get in trouble (laughs) if they are too stained Um, save lots of money (laughs) yeah Um, similar for rats I guess have lots in your savings yeah Um, what else um Learn how to walk safely around them because they will get under your feet. So yeah, there. Yeah, three tips for today, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, my rats don't get under my feet because they're not on the ground. Mm-hmm. But if I'm laying down and I sit up for two seconds, two be under seconds, you. guaranteed, they'll be right behind me, ready for me to sit back down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just they love that. <laughs> they just want to be squished. Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got a yeah. death wish. So. <laughs> Yeah, they are funny little bitches though. I had another question. Sure. Now I can't remember what it was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not useful. (laughs) Just think about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's it's completely gone. Okay. Um, (laughs) I have ADHD, so (laughs) this this is like an hourly occurrence for me. This is forgetting what I was doing, what I was going to say. Including today, me forgetting about the podcast. It's fine. Altogether. I should have sent a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not your fault. Because um, all day I was sitting there, I was like, I feel like I was supposed to do something today. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just tired. Don't know what I'm on about. And then I got your message. I was like, oh, I was supposed to do something today. Mm. That's all right. My anxiety makes me forget things too, so. <laughs> um, with with uh, your parents, mm-hmm. what would you say is the best part about owning them um they are just plain adorable (laughs) i think yeah like i just love how playful and silly and um cute they are (laughs) yeah yeah do you have any other pets with them or just um i have them but i also have a chihuahua oh yeah do they get along um do you keep them separate we the ferrets are in a cage and when they come out to play we supervise um, we chose a chihuahua yep. because uh, she is only two kilos and ferrets are yep. like 1.5 kilos. So it's kind of uh, a lot less risky than another dog breed. Yep. Um, it's still a big risk and people don't recommend it. So I shouldn't be yep. advocating for this. <laughs> um I think if anything, I'd be more worried about the chihuahua if the ferrets decided they didn't like Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a risk I'm taking here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But <coughs> she hasn't hurt them and they haven't hurt her. And so we're feeling yeah. pretty all right about it. We had prepared um, for the possibility that we might need um, a ferret room instead of a ferret being allowed to run wherever they want, like they can at the moment. Yeah. 
um, or having to lock her up while they're out to play. Um, we've we thought that through. Um, she's in training for. Yeah. Um, I guess leaving them alone. She thinks that they're tiny dogs, so she wants to play with them like dogs. Um, and they don't totally understand that. They're just like, we're trying to patrol the house, girl. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my dogs would just think of them as squeaky toys. And it doesn't help that they actually squeak. They, no. would, they would think it was absolutely a great time to... They'd be having a blast <laughs> thinking that these are very interactive squeaky toys they've got here. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the cat... Oh, he was... He's, there's been one time that he got into the bedroom... And I came in and he was sitting on the bed just staring mm-hmm. at them. And I was like, get out right now. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> um, I, can't remember, I can't remember who, but someone had left the door open. So yep. he was just happy sitting there watching. Um, I, I, do, I love all animals. I do like cats. The only time I don't like cats is when they kill things, mm-hmm. which is quite a lot, yep. especially with younger cats. Um, so I think one time he had a mouse and he, um, so he was in the kitchen and I was in the dining room and the kitchen and dining room were like, they were connected just by like an archway mm-hmm. um and so i realized he had the mouse and he was on the counter and mum said this is the fastest she's ever seen me move so i got up and i ran to him and he jumped on the floor and we had like an island bench mm-hmm. in the middle and he was like kind of zigzagging both sides trying to get around me and then he chose one side to try and like go past me and they body tackled him to the ground <laughs> and like i just leaped on top of him and he dropped the mouse, so I just threw him over my shoulder. I wasn't even thinking, I wasn't concerned at all about where he was going. <laughs> I was just trying to get this poor mouse. Um, and, yeah, so I did, I got the mouse off him, mm-hmm. um, which, it wasn't dead, but it, it died from, like, shock. Probably, yeah. The whole ordeal, but, yeah, any time I see him, I'm like, you get away from me. And I don't, I don't really pat him anymore, like, um, because just the smell of cats can really scare rats like, mm-hmm. uh, Nessie and Ellie are really scared of the smell mm-hmm. um, to the point where they would just sit in my shirt and they won't move at all if they smell a cat Deanie I don't know what's wrong with her and maybe she just has no survival instincts whatsoever but she's she couldn't care less about a cat being there or the smell of a cat she's just not phased at mm-hmm. all um, I think she's just broken I've got a faulty rat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just aware of the time because it's. Um, I think it's been I pretty about good. The time difference. Pardon? Um, I said I forgot no, about no, the time not the time difference. Just that um, what you've been saying has been so yep. good. I don't want to cut anything out, and it's already been <laughs> one okay. hour and eleven minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, yeah, well, I can't really think of anything else to add on. Um, hopefully, people listening to this might do a bit more research into rats yeah and that's what i hope um yeah and you know get a different opinion on them i did just think of one other mm-hmm. thing this is absolutely really cute if you want to ever google oh, it yes. or look it up um it is an experiment but not a harmful experiment so that's at least better mm-hmm. they taught rats how to drive cars <laughs> which was so adorable so they had they made these little cars that were like just like a container with wheels mm-hmm. and they had three copper wires in them mm-hmm. so one was just for going forward and one left and right yep and they were seeing if rats could learn how to drive these little cars to get the treats. So they had to drive the car to get the treats, which they all did learn how to do it. And then after the experiment, um, they wanted to see if rats, if they had the choice between walking to get the treats <laughs> and driving the car to get the treats, if they would take the car. And they all took the car, all of them. They None of them wanted to walk after getting the car. Um, and yeah, there's videos on YouTube of the rats in their little cars driving around getting the treats. Oh so my gosh. It's really adorable if anyone looks at I'll have to put a link. Um in the blog yeah. post about that. That's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's really cute. And it shows how smart they are too. They're definitely not... Um, they're not simple. No, not much. at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking to me today, Savannah. Um, That's all right. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe i have you another time to talk more rat issues, but... Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) thank you so much. I'll just hang on now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Savannah, thanks so much for agreeing to be interviewed by me. Um, I had a great conversation and I hope our listeners enjoyed hearing what we were saying as well. Um, If you've got any questions or comments about what you've heard today, please leave us a comment in the Facebook group or on my website. Or, um, or you could send me an audio um, clip in an mp3 format and I could play it in another episode, that would be fantastic. Um, please subscribe and leave reviews <laughs> and all the other podcasting sort of requests, that would be so good. Thank you so much for listening.